Okay, everybody, welcome back to another podcast. <clears throat> so today I'll be doing the NFC, NFL record predictions. Um, I did the AFC last week, so you can listen to that one if you want first, or this one. But um, when I did that one, the NFL had not released their 17-game schedule. So I had no, I mean, obviously I had no idea that that was happening, but I will take into account the 17 schedule for this podcast. So when I do the records, I will say, you know, eight and nine, whatever, 10 and seven, three and 14, all that stuff. So last, yeah, if you listen to the AFC one, you'll hear 10 and six and all that. But yeah, you know, they, I think they released it right around the date I did it. So, but I'll go right into the NFC and we'll start with the East and I'll start with the Washington football team. So the football team is pretty interesting because their defense is super loaded up front. Uh, they got great, great edge rushers, great, great defensive tackles. Young players, Chase Young, defensive rookie of the year last year. He's going to be the, fe- the face of the team. You can argue that secondary, strong, strong, strong secondary. Good enough, I think, to hold. to hold. Uh, just good enough. But on the offense, quarterback still needs an issue. I think they kind of have to dra- draft one. Maybe move up, move down, maybe get a guy to sit for a little bit or trade for something. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't know if you can last the full season with a not a great offensive line. There's weapons, and, you know, tight end needs work. And in a division where if you look at the defenses, it would almost be the best-case scenario for Fitzpatrick because basically all the other three defenses are not that good. I mean, the Cowboys were awful. You'll see if they had that. Um. Uh, the the Giants are not that good either, and I mean the Eagles are garbage. So it's it's tough. Um, it's it's tough for um, Washington because they're kind of in like, well, do we go for the division or do we retool or do we even rebuild? I mean, it seems to me like they're retooling a little bit. I don't know if they're gunning for the first place, but. They're definitely not rebuilding with the moves that they made. But right now, Washington, I'd probably keep them at a seven-win team. They were seven wins last year. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think they go seven wins. There's still questions on the offense. I like the defense, but I still need to see offense. Next up, we go to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, and Dallas to me... All they have to do in the draft is go defense, 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 defense. Because the offensive line, if you can stay healthy, you forgot that. Yeah, the offensive line played uh, play, uh, play bad. They were missing their starting three, their right tackle, their right guard, and their left tackle for most of the season, as well as some backups there. Tyron Smith, who's an all-pro left tackle, was gone. Zach Martin was a right guard. He was gone. Laio Collins, right tackle, stud, out right away, first game. So they were missing their starting three guys. So all, all of them pro bowlers and some all pro. So if you get those three back, I mean, that's only going to help. You add CeeDee Lamb gets better. He's a great wide receiver. Zeke's there, obviously. Dak's under great money there. And then tight end, yeah, it's not great. But when you have those three receivers, you don't really need one. So then you look at the defense. Well, the safety, um, the uh, secondary is awful. I mean, that, it's awful. It's just flat out awful. And then it's, you know, linebackers, I guess, not the worst thing in the world. But up front, man, up front, just, it's just not that good. It's just simply not that good. So they're going to have to help up front. I would have them winning division. I would. 
Oh, I forgot. Uh, give me Washington seven and ten. I, I keep forgetting. Give me Washington seven and ten. But give me Dallas ten and seven because Dallas. Uh, yeah, mm, give me mm, give me Dallas eleven and six because they do have an easy schedule. Actually, if you look at the schedule, I think I saw like they did uh, strength of schedule. Uh, uh, NFL poses like a strength of uh, schedule. So yeah, so it's not the obviously their division's not hard. I mean, you can if you have Eagles twice, that's easily two two and zero probably. I think. I mean, maybe you drop a game to the Giants, split with Washington, split with the Giants, but that's still for about four wins there. Then they have they have Atlanta at home, Carolina at home, Denver at home, uh, Las Vegas at home. Uh, obviously, the the times are not there and the the actual dates, but you can see who they're at home and who they're not. They do have to go on the road to Kansas City. But then they're at Minnesota, at the Chargers, the Saints. That's a winnable game at New Orleans. They're at Tampa Bay, probably now Washington twice, and then at New England. So it's not that I could see them losing. You know, Tampa Bay. I'll give them one of the Washington losses, probably. I could see them losing at Kansas City, Arizona. I could see them losing. That's about four. I could see them. The Giants is five, and then. Maybe there's just one more upset, like New England catches them or something like that. Or maybe either a Chargers or a Vikings L. So I would have them at 11 and 6. It's not the toughest schedule in the world, though. Winning the division. Next up, we go to the New York Giants. Giants, it's a make it or break it year for Daniel Jones. Uh, they put weapons there. They spent money. It's it's This is it for him. If he does not succeed um, within this year, I mean, if he does not, if they don't get to minimum five on a record, which I mean, there's no, you can't really be because of odd numbered games, but I think they have to almost be eight wins best. Even that, I, I think you got to sneak into the playoffs. I, I, I don't think they will, but they have, they have the goals to do that. That's um, uh, it's tough, you know, and. I would, I think that you know the offensive line. You need it needs work. It obviously needs work. Um, but then again, like it's not like the defense is. I mean, the up up front actually, it's pretty strong up front. It's actually a very good front, and the receivers are there. But there's still there's still work to be done. For, for New York, I, I would have him at a 7-1 team. Next up, we get to Philadelphia, and is you know Jalen Hurts the number one QB there? That's that's going to be the question heading into the season. Will he be the number one QB? And, you know, maybe he will be, but uh, maybe he won't. And uh, I think he would go into it. They would give him a year. Offense needs major help in the defenses, too. They're a weird team. I would put them at a five-win team right now. I'd put them at a five and twelve because they're just seems like their Super Bowl era is past. They're moving on to the next stage. It's time to trade some of these older players and just blow it up. They're just in this retooling. Like we're not contending, but we're not rebuilding. But we're bad. We're not great. We got old players on big deals. And we're in cap hell, which is bad. Five and twelve would be the record for the Eagles. Okay, moving on. Right to the NFC North. And we'll start with Chicago. Man, Chicago's another thing that they got to just look at right now. The problem with Chicago is, though, they can't really blow it up 
because they really don't have any young guys in place. That's the problem. Like, Mac, I would, I would think Mac and Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, it's the worst-case scenario for Allen Robinson. He wanted a long-term deal somewhere else. Instead, he got a franchise tag with Chicago. I mean, just how sad he must have felt on that day. How depressed, like, for day one for agency. Yeah, you just got tagged by the team. You need, he wanted a long-term deal somewhere else. LL didn't get either. I, he didn't even get a long-term deal with Chicago. He got a franchise tag. God, he must be mad about that. So, yeah, that's no good. He's probably gone. He, uh, why would he want to stay? They have no quarterback. It's a complete disaster. I'm sorry, Bears are bad. Khalil Mack's going to leave soon. Oh, I, he was in the rumors, I thought. I thought I saw somewhere. Because if you look at Khalil Mack, uh, he's, got, he's on a monster deal. A monster deal. Um, I can get you the contract here. So here, uh, these Bears do have a lot of money. They, they uh, got a lot of money tied up with some people. So if you go to Khalil Mack's contract, well, he signed a big, big deal with them. So his total money. So this. So he was making. So he was twenty six million this year, right? That was his cap hit. So he was twenty six, and then it only rises. It only, I'm including the uh, you know the signing bonus, considering that he you know gets the Pro Bowl, all pros, and all those incentives. So he then he was twenty eight, twenty six. 30. So he's on some monster deal here. Um, so yeah, okay. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Hold on. Um, so his, okay. So yearly cash. Here we go. So he, so this past year, he was around 17. He was 17. Then, then it goes up to 22. Then it's 23. Then it's back to 17. That's a lot of money. I, sorry. 30. I'm, I'm on like, they put 30 here, but it's a completely different. They put different top edge rushers. I'm just looking at, I don't know. I got that number. But uh, so yeah, he's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So you know he's gonna be thirty-one by next season. He's probably gonna win out. I mean, he's not a free agent till uh, he's not a free agent till twenty twenty-five when he's thirty-four. So he's gonna probably want to go in from then on. So uh, yeah, uh, Bears seven seven wins best seven seven and ten. I I go six and eleven actually. All right, moving on. That's a lot of Bears talk. Moving on to Detroit garbage team. Garbage team again. I mean, you just look on the offense. There's just nothing at all. Nothing at all. Jared Goff is the quarterback. That's great. Jared Goff was bad when he had weapons with the Rams. Then you take him to a place that has absolutely no weapons at all. Like, there's nothing. They lost their two top targets in Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. Boom, gone. Like, Hawkinson, tight end, good. He was a great player. He was a pro bowler, but, I mean, he was a pro bowler, sure, but that's just because I need somebody to fill the position. I mean, his numbers were not pro bowl. I, the tight end position was so weak. His numbers when he got the pro bowl were 723 yards, six touchdowns. I mean, that's a fine season, but Detroit was garbage. There's a lot of empty numbers. I mean, that's I, now that I think about it, that's not that bad numbers. But it never really felt like he had a huge game. There's a lot of just, you know, oh, decent yards, a touchdown, and then, you know, there's no big game-changing, you know, game he had in there. But that's still a young weapon. The offensive line isn't horrible, I guess. It needs tons of work on the uh, the tackles, but uh, the interior is actually pretty good. So, and the defense is bad. The defense is awful. I mean, they when Matt, when Matt Patricia came, they tried to do the Patriot way and just sign every New England uh, player. that Like, they, they had uh, Deron Harmon. Justin Coleman came there. Uh, Jamie Collins was there. Danny Shelton. They paid 
I mean, Trey Flowers is one of the most overplayed players in the NFL. I mean, you have to say that right now. Trey Flowers, okay, he's 27, so he's in his prime. Okay, but, I mean, so here's his numbers. So, rookie year, uh, not, okay, okay, so 2016, seven sacks with him. Good, that's good, you're good. That's, I mean, that's a fine number. 2017, six and a half. Okay, staying at that okay, decent rate. Seven and a half the next year. Seven for Detroit last year, and then this year. He only played seven games, but had two. But the money he's making, we think that he would be a 15-sack, you know, whatever, 20-tackle for loss, five-force fumble, you know, difference maker. Not really. Uh, so that's a bad deal. I mean, they just – but the point is is that they kind of just did everything with Patricia, and it didn't really work, actually. He kind of blew up in their face when they tried to sign all those. So, yeah, you look at his money. Man, okay, Wow. Um, so he's gonna wow, that's monster money. So he's four, he was four, he was uh 14 this year, he's 17, 17, and then 18. Uh, too much. That's that's bad, 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 bad. So yeah, they signed all those Patriots guys and it just didn't work. I mean, the Patriot way can really only only work, I feel like, when Belichick's on the sideline. I mean, the Dolphins have tried it, they hadn't signed New England players. But they try it with like different players. Like they go from the secondary, they build the secondary, then come in. That's kind of what the Patriots did. Now to think about the line just signed Patriots guys, like, you know, tough guys, gonna grit, scrap it out, be a winner, all that stuff. Cheap deal. Didn't really work. And now they're just kind of, you know, now the only remaining New England guy, well, there's two. Jamie Collins is still there, and then Trey Flowers. But I would have, I would have, I would literally have Detroit as a four, four and 13 team. And probably with uh, a top three pick, and probably getting uh, uh, what's the what's the quarterback's name in North Carolina? Uh, Sam Howell. He's projected to be one of the top the the uh, the top top tier picks. So because Goff just isn't the answer. Goff Goff's a guy that's probably just gonna be the example of probably Goff could be just like the solid starter, the Joe Flacco solid starter. Looks good because he's part of a good offense. That was the Rams. Makes a Super Bowl. Then they just keep, you know, go, 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 going down, going down, going down as a backup. That's what it will be. So now we will go to Green Bay. And Green Bay, I would probably have them as a 13-14. They were 13-3 last year. There's age just kind of takes them down a little bit, but they're still going to be an elite team. They're gunning for the Super Bowl. They want to win Mark Rodgers this year. I think he sticks around for another year. They re-signed Aaron Jones in the backfield. The offensive line's steady. It's good. It, you know, so that's that's good. And the receivers, you know, could use him up. But when you have Devontae Adams, I mean, he could do a lot. Adams, Adams against cornerback one still is pretty good. And then defense isn't bad. I mean, this in the secondary, Yael Alexander was. Uh, Basically, you could not catch a single ball against Jair Alexander in the backfield. I mean, he was, my opinion, the best cornerback last season. What he could do. Because you look at Xavier Howard with Miami, right? And the top three corners are probably, I think, Xavier, Jalen, and Jair. And what Xavier did was he, done 10 interceptions is fine, but it's not just the interceptions. Like, there's been good players in the past that has interceptions, but that doesn't mean they're the best cornerback. What he can do also, he can eliminate against the cornerback all these three guys. And not just these three guys, but what these three guys did last year was special. 
He also had 20 pass breakups, meaning that he can go up against the wide receiver one, go up and just get the ball, go up and 50-50 ball, you know, tough guy, gonna, you know, all that stuff. So that's that's what's important too. And he can also play the run too, which is big with, you know, 40 soul tackles, especially playing in a man-to-man system in Miami, which is pretty impressive. Then you look at Jair Alexander, who had a 90 overall grade in PFF, didn't allow a catch when targeted him in a, in a, in a month. In the month of October, he did not allow one single catch. I mean, you can just watch what he did to Al Robinson going back to the Bears in that game against the Bears. I mean, Al Robinson just absolutely got schooled that game. He, you could tell who was the better player on that island, and it was Jair. Because no matter what, I mean, Jair was just on top of the route at every single last point, and there was nothing Robinson could have done. And it was part of the quarterback play. I mean, he was playing with Trubisky, but there was just nothing Robinson could shake him going one-on-one against Jair. And then Jalen Ramsey, you can just watch the highlights. He comes up and hits, and he literally shuts down every receiver. I mean, he played against Hopkins twice and Metcalf twice, and they— I don't even think they combined for 100 yards, those four total. So, I mean, that's just, you know, pretty special. But, all right, cornerbacks talks. Okay. So, yeah, Packers 13-4. I'd probably put them as a, you know, a top, you know, five team in the NFL. So, next up, all right, you got to keep going here. Uh, well, Minnesota. Eight and nine. Now I put them at a five hundred ish team. They just they're just in that mediocrity hole for me. They're, they're not great. They're not elite, and they're not garbage. So it's just like, ugh, like the defense needs help still. I mean, they brought in some Patrick Peterson. Is he? He's lost a step, and even her. He's not the same. You know, he's a thirty-two now. It's not the same. You know, Patrick Peterson with the Cardinals when he was really, you know, the definition of the no-fly zone in Arizona. There, you know. Part of the pun, but that's what they kind of called it there. They had the they had everything. Um, but you know, when he was in all pro in those Arizona days, okay. So I would probably put him eight and nine, and Kirk Cousins is just not a great quarterback, too. So eight nine, Minnesota. So that'd be the NFC North. So now we go to the NFC South. We'll start with Atlanta, and just weird team, weird team. Bad defense, garbage defense. Offensive line needs work. But the receivers are great, actually. Julio Jones is a great stud wide receiver. Um, Calvin Ridley's dirty. I mean, that's a young player that you can have for the future there. Other than that, I mean, Matt Ryan's 36-something, and the contract is massive. It's a mass. I know there's a, there's a lot of massive contract talk today. But it's a big contract. I mean, he's going to be getting paid a ton of money for a guy that just puts up a lot of empty stats and they just win four games. I mean, it seems like he's throwing from behind. Don't let the numbers fool you. I mean, he's just not a good quarterback anymore. I mean, when he was putting up his MVP numbers in that season, okay, it, I'll give it to him then. But now's the not time when you got to be paying Matt Ryan these massive money, $28 million, 25 20 I mean, that's just way too much for a guy that's not even that great. And he's old-school quarterback, pocket passer, takes deep shots here or there, you know, going to scrap it out. Not a runner, not a tough guy, not the most athletic guy on the field, you know. Can't really make the clutch play, but can get you a couple wins here or there if, if he gets close. Just the old-style quarterback, kind of like the golf. They play that similar game. So... 
I give them a little bit, but I give them five and twelve, and probably a quarterback in the next draft. Well, probably a quarterback in this draft, actually. I would probably think they would take a quarterback. Uh, I didn't do a with the whole 49ers training up. I think that you know they would probably be in that Justin Fields range, but uh, so we'll go there, five and twelve. And whether he starts or not, whether the quarterback they get this year starts, they probably waited out a little, like the first half, and then play him. But then it goes to Carolina, and I actually think this is a sneaky good team because they just got Sam Darnold, right? And maybe he does better when he actually has somewhat of some good coaching. I mean, that you forget he had Adam Gase, and yeah, so you get a good system. They're they, they're a great team, you know, the leaders on the team. They, they like to play for each other. They're not a showy, flashy team, which is good. It's an okay offensive line, and there's weapons, and McCaffrey's back for a full season. They would be on that borderline playoff team. I put them at 9-8. and eight. I don't know if Darnold really gets the same. I think he still doesn't live up to the draft stock. I don't think he just breaks out, but I think he has a better season. I put him at 9-8. and eight. And... And they, they, their, their defense keeps improving. Those young guys, they keep improving. Next up, we get to the New Orleans Saints and another just – blow it up too. I mean, they're retooling, and I want them to blow it up. And I know they can't because all of their cap space, they're on monster deals. Put them at 8-9 because the quarterback breeze is gone. That's the main thing for me. And you put in Jameis Winston. Last time he was on the Buccaneers, and they have weapons too. Don't even tell me, oh – he had nothing. They had Mike Evans and Chris Goblin. And I know the New Orleans defense is better, but that Bucks defense, that wasn't that bad either. It was not it was not great, but it wasn't bad. New Orleans, they're an eight nine team. It's time to blow it up. Okay, we get to the Bucks. This is pretty easy. They're they're gonna be my top team in the NFL, probably. I'd probably put them with the Chiefs at one two. They maybe not be number one, but I put them at a mm, I put them at a fourteen to three team right now. They're 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 that top three team in the NFL, top two. I mean, there's not much to talk. I mean, the defense is loaded as anything, and the offensive line is loaded, and the receivers are loaded. And you know Brady. I mean, he can play play with anybody and still take him to the freaking divisional round. So that yeah, that you got that you got that going for you. All right, so that's the South. We'll just uh, we'll go to the West, and this is probably the toughest one. Who's your one? Well, if I'm going by. Right now, rosters. I can't. I'm going by right now, rosters. If I'm going by right now, rosters, I'd put San Francisco one still because I think with everybody healthy, even with Jimmy G, they would still be one just because you look what they did with the Super Bowl and everybody was healthy. And the team has gotten a little bit worse, but I, this won't be the raw. I mean, you can guarantee Jimmy G is gone. They're drafting QB, and I still think they could win the division with him because that's how good Kyle Shanahan of an offensive mind he is. And you know the defense is going to be safe when they have Jason Verrett, lockdown corner, and, and, and up front too, Nick Bosa, Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead, some great uh, options up front. Yeah, Nick Bosa comes back, and Kittle comes back too, and all the offensive line. Trent Williams got paid massive money. Trent Williams is probably the best tackle in NFL right now, but the contract is on. Real. I'm not saying he's overpaid. I'm saying it's a ton of money. Um, it's a great deal for him. He'll be making so. I did not even know he made that much. So the first year he goes, he goes 32 million. Then it goes down, which it always does. And then it goes to. So it's 33 now. So he goes 20, 20, 23, 
and the final year is 18. So it's it's mm, not not the you know it's a lot of money for an older guy, but they they should be fine. I still put him at an 11. I put him at a 12 and five team right now, but it's gonna be close. I think all the teams in the division could possibly make the playoffs. That's how stacked it is. That wouldn't be crazy to me actually. Yeah, probably would. Someone's missing out. Someone's missing out. I think I know what it is. I think Seattle will miss out, but I'll, I'll get them. All right, we get the Rams. Put them at eleven and uh, hmm. put them at eleven and six. Yeah, you saw what they did with Goff getting to the playoffs. You get Stafford finally can get released from Detroit. I mean, Detroit, unless you're unless you're either you know if you're if you're a guy named Barry Sanders or a guy named Calvin Johnson. Every player in Detroit history is kind of garbage. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of straight facts there. I mean, so he gets a better defense. That's going to be the best for him. I put him at a playoff eleven five team. I also put the Cardinals as a, a playoff team at ten and seven. They get one more year, Kyler Murray, another year to grow. It will only help, and the defense gets better when you add um, Malcolm Butler, who was great for Tennessee last year, and you add JJ Watt. So I put him at a playoff team ten and seven. I would. Because I, I think that DeAndre Hopkins is that guy that you can just at sometimes chuck it to him and he's got to catch it because he can make some incredible throws. And Kyler Murray will only get better. He'll probably put himself into top three, top five MVP conversation just with the numbers he puts up. And if they make the playoffs, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't shock me to see it. I mean, I mean, sorry, top five, top three quarterback. I mean, he could be in the MVP conversation too. Just all right, last one. Seattle, I think, is the lone team that misses out. I put them at nine and eight, but and they would be the they would be the worst team, which just kind of sucks for them. I'm just still lost on what they're trying to do because they, you know, oh, what Russell's leaving? Oh, he wants to leave, and now he doesn't. I like Russ; he's a good quarterback, but God, man, they're gonna look back after this era, and I'm calling it an era, and say, man, if we just got some offensive line, because I just every single. Year, just the same story. No offensive line. Get offensive line in the draft. And every year they go defense and they always draft terrible players. And then the defense is bad. Oh, same thing. Get offensive line. They draft. I mean, it's the same. Yeah, DK Metcalf's a great quarterback. That's great. But the defense, I mean, they have Jamal Adams, who's a beast. But the up front is just garbage. They'd be on that borderline playoff team. But there's seven teams. If all, all the teams made it, you'd have one division winner, who, who would, which would be a one through four seed because of the top teams. And then five, six, seven would be the NFC West teams. That just won't happen. Although, could it? I mean, maybe maybe they, based on my predictions, it would be between them or Carolina getting that final seven seed. So, I mean, is it crazy to uh, – because I'd have Dallas. Uh, Dallas would. Uh, I would have Dallas, Green Bay as the two. I have Tampa Bay as the one. Green Bay as the two. It would be between San Francisco, Dallas, San Francisco, Dallas, three, four, and then it'd be Rams, Cardinals, and then. Uh, uh, I mean, it would be so they could still sneak in. I can see it happen. But that is the predictions. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast, and I'll see you next week. Remember to check out the AFC. See you guys.